0: Welcome to Searchlight, a survey through Scripture with Pastor John Corson. It is our desire to bring you a systematic study of the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, book by book. Here on Searchlight, we have barely begun our study through the book of Judges, but we've already been immensely blessed. This book is about how we can enjoy our spirit-filled Christian life. And we are seeing that the key to enjoying this life is obedience to God. It is about faithfulness. We are saved by faith, but we enjoy our walk by being faithful. Today we are going to look at a classic teaching from Judges chapter 4 about how to deal with sin. You won't want to miss this one, so let's get right to it. Here now is Pastor John.
1: Judges chapter 4 in the Old Testament. Put a marker there, and then go to Romans in the New Testament, and go to chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Yesterday, a dear brother was talking with me, and he said, You know, I'm just so sick and tired of the sin within. Just the stuff that I wrestle with, the stuff that I battle against, that's, that's within me. And I said to this godly guy, I said, you know, we all feel the same way. The apostle Paul, that giant in the faith, the one whom the Lord used to pen so much of the New Testament, he said, oh, wretched man that I am. What I don't want to do, I do. And what I want to do, I don't. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall save me from this body of death? Paul, a guy who walked closely with the Lord. He was used mightily by the Lord. He too, like me, like you, like us, was aware that there was a battle going on within against this thing called sin. The irony, the enigma of the Christian experience is the closer you get to the Lord, the closer I walk with the Lord, the more aware we are of our sin within. Because we get close to him. It's not that he makes us feel bad. It's just that we're around one who is holy and perfect and right. And inevitably, we're aware of then our own shortcomings in comparison to his glory and beauty, you see. And that's why Paul would say in his day, I'm a wretched man. Who shall save me from this body of death? The stuff that I don't want to do, I do. And the stuff I really desire to, I don't. What's the answer? Well, in Romans chapter 5, Paul talks about this issue. He talks about this problem of sin. How it came to us and what it does when we give in to sin. He says in verse 12 of Romans chapter 5, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. By one man sin entered into the world. That one man's name is Adam. Adam sinned against the Lord. He brought sin into the world. And the condition of the world today is still feeling the ramifications of the blast of Adam bombing out. The Adam bomb. And the fallout is still being felt to this day. By one man, sin entered into the world. Now you might say, well, that's not fair that we feel the fallout of Adam's bomb. Well, listen, if you were in the Garden of Eden... If it was you that was there, you would have bombed out just as badly, probably a whole lot sooner than he did, quite frankly. He was our representative. He was our champion. He was the best that humanity could offer in and of itself, and he failed miserably. You would have failed. I would have failed. He just represented us all, you see. So by one man, sin enters into the world, and death was the result. Because one guy blew it, it affects everybody, you and me. And things die. Oh, not just eternal damnation, eternal death, but things die presently. Relationships die, families split up, sadness creeps in, problems come galore because of this thing called sin. The wages, the Bible says, of sin is what? What? death see now that's the reality but here's the good news for you and me therefore verse 18 as by the offense of one that's Adam judgment came upon all men to condemn everybody is under the condemnation because of Adam's bomb you see Even so, verse 18 says to you and me, even so, by the righteousness of one man, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. One guy bombed out, we all feel the effects. But then, even so, another man came through. And now we are not condemned, but we are justified. It's just as if you never sinned. And that one man, verse 15, tells us. Go back up to verse 15. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, it has abounded unto many. The first Adam bombed out. But the last Adam, as Jesus is called, came through for me and for you. And now, because he bore the sin of all humanity as he hung on the cross, the tree there at Calvary, you're justified, I am too. It means as though we've never sinned at all. That's what justification means, essentially. It's grand. Well, it says this in verse 20. The law entered by that entered that, pardon me, the offense might abound. The law was given to show you and me how sinful we are and how desperately we need a savior. That's why the law was given. Paul declared in another place that the law is a schoolmaster. It's a teacher. To show you that you are a failure, that I am a sinner, that we need a savior. So, the law entered that the offense, that is our sin, might abound. That we might see just how sinful we really are. But, verse 20 says, where sin abounded, read with me this next phrase. Grace did much more abound. Oh, we're aware. The more we study the word and know the law, get close to the Lord, how far we are from where we should be from where we could be, from where we would want to be. But then, where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. The more aware I am of my sin, the more amazed I am at his grace, that I'm justified. And Jesus would say, the one that's forgiven much loves much. And if you're aware of what a jerk you are today, Hey, all that will do is make you love him more each and every day. Lord, it's amazing. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Well, he goes on to say in verse 1 of chapter 6, What shall we say? Shall we then continue in sin? If it's true... That where sin abounds, there's much more grace. The grace of God comes through. Forgiveness and blessing because of what Jesus did for you and me. Shall we just continue in sin? That we might say, oh Lord, man, you're good the way you forgive people like us, a man like me. Should I just continue in sin that grace may abound? Verse 2, God forbid No. Don't continue in sin because sin brings death. Sin causes problems. Sin will destroy you, wipe you out, set you back, take you down. Sin. I carry this little article in my Bible because I use it frequently because I like it. It demonstrates this very, very, I think, pointedly. The Bible says there is pleasure in sin for a season. You think, oh, this is fun. This is cool. And besides that, we say as Christians sometimes, even though it is sin, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. So why not just plunge in and enjoy? And then, hey, God will forgive me anyway. The Bible says be careful. The way of the transgressor is hard. The Bible says be careful because the wages of sin is death. This guy found that out. A man who tried to siphon gas. <laughs> a man who tried to siphon gas from a motorhome got a mouthful of sewage instead. Police said. <laughs> Police got an early morning call from the owners of the vehicle parked on a Seattle street, police spokeswoman Vanette Taishi said. When the officers arrived, they found sewage and what looked like vomit on the ground. <laughs> Nearby, they found a man curled up ill next to a car. Taishi, the police spokeswoman, said the man admitted he was trying to snitch gas and plugged his hose into the motorhome sewage tank by mistake. The motorhome owner, from Bellingham, Washington, declined to press charges, calling it the best laugh he's ever had. (laughs) See, this guy, he thought, hey, I'm going to snitch some gas, you see. I'm going to save some bucks. I'm going to be sneaky and tricky. And this is going to be real cute. I'm going to have a gas. See. And that's what we think. Well, I'm going to be tricky and clever and sneaky. I'm going to get away with this and all the rest. And hey, listen, you end up sick with vomit all around. Because inevitably, sin brings about sickening repercussions. It always has, always does, and always will. So even though there's grace, where sin abounds, grace abounds more, it's true, we're justified because one man came through, the last Adam, Jesus Christ, yet, Paul goes on to say, however, don't say, well, let's just continue in sin, because grace will abound. He says, God forbid, that's not what you want to do, because sin is a sewage tank that you're plugging into. It's not the gas you think it is. It's sewage. And the result will be vomit and sickness. So stay away, you see. Okay, got it. But how do I do that? I agree, one might say, Paul, I agree with you that, hey, I ought to stay away from this stuff. God forbid that I should plunge into sin or plug into that tank, so to speak. Because I see what it will do. I, I already know it's true. So help me. What do I do then with the stuff that I'm wrestling with, that I'm battling against? Well, he goes on to tell you know this, verse 6. Know this, chapter 6 of Romans. Know this, that our old man, that is the old guy that was controlling you before you became a Christian before you began to walk with the Lord. The old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Know this, this is radical. One of the most radical concepts, in my opinion, in all the Bible. Know this. That when Christ died on the cross, he wasn't simply providing forgiveness for your sin, that is dealing with the penalty of that sin, but he was also dealing with the power of that sin. It's true that his blood washes away the penalty of sin. I'm forgiven of all sin, past, present, and future too. But when his body was crucified, hung on the cross when his body was pinned to the tree, know this, something else happened to give you, to give me power over that sin, because our old man was crucified with him. The old guy that used to dominate and dictate and demand from you, from me, was pinned to the tree. How, John? I don't know. But when Christ hung on the tree, the Bible says to you and me specifically, know this, that when Christ died on that cross, your old guy was on the cross with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Now, the word destroyed there is very important to understand. It's katargeo, the Greek word, which doesn't mean destroyed, put to death permanently. It means rendered inactive or paralyzed. It means that that body of sin, that old man no longer has authority over you or power to dominate and control what you do. But that that old man, that old guy, his neck has been broken. He's been paralyzed. He can still yell at me. He can still try and give orders to me. He can still seek to bring intimidation within me, but he can't do anything to actually control me. Before you were a Christian, that wasn't true. You had to give in to what the old man told you to do. The old man had control of you. The old guy, the old person. But once you became a Christian, you need to know this. You have tapped in, you now have access to a whole different power than was previously known to you. Christ died on the cross. His blood was shed that your sin is washed away. Praise the Lord. But also his body was broken. Thus we have the two elements in communion, the broken body and the shed blood. Yes, I'm forgiven, thank you, Lord, but also your body was broken. And when your body was broken, as I hold that piece of bread, I can say, so too. This thing, this old man, has been broken within me. Rendered inactive, paralyzed, you see. Know this. Know this. Then, verse 11, reckon. Ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Know this. It happened when Christ hung on the cross. Your old man was crucified with him. Reckon this to be true. Now this idea of reckon does not mean, well, I reckon soul, Like people say in Oklahoma. Or Prospect. Or... What have you. (laughs) The word reckon is an accounting term. It means add it up. Know this. You can choose to believe it or not. But it's true. And if you'll reckon it to be so, an accounting term, if you'll put it into the equation when you're dealing with that sin within, reckon yourself to be dead unto that sin and alive unto God. So don't let, verse 12, sin reign in your body, that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. And don't yield, verse 13, your members as instruments of unrighteousness, but rather yield yourself as instruments to God. Wow. So, John, what are you saying? Just this, I do not have to give in to any single sin. There are those that say today, oh, your sin is particularly powerful and problematic. And you're going to need lots of counseling and lots of sessions and lots of work to walk your way out of that sinful condition. The Bible teaches nothing of that as far as I've ever seen or read. Romans 6 is shocking. Because Paul is declaring, if you can believe this to be true, if you know it to be so and reckon it to be true, you don't have to give in to that sin ever again. Whatever that sin is within you or within me, that old man, that old dictating power and entity has been rendered inactive. His neck has been broken when Christ died on the cross. Just like you believe in his blood, thank you, I'm forgiven. So believe in what happened when his body was broken on the tree. Thank you, Lord, I eat of you. And believe it to be true that sin no longer has power over me. Any sin. Don't categorize your sins and say, well, that might be true for murdering. I'm not going to murder again. I'm going to give up the habit of murdering people. So I'm not going to ever point my Uzi machine gun at anybody again and gun down people anymore. I'm through with that. Hey, it's gossip too. It's a lousy attitude. It's homosexuality. It's drinking. It's lying. Whatever it might be. All sin is sin in God's economy. And the power has been provided where Jesus died on the cross. And now you, me, us. We don't have to give in. Well, John, how does that work practically? Well, for every New Testament principle, there's an Old Testament what picture. I want you to see how this plays out. Now turn back to Judges chapter 5 to our story and let's see the picture of how this works out practically where you and I, where we can leave this study today and say, got it, okay, I don't have to give in again because the old man, I can reckon him to be dead I'm going to know this to be true, what Christ did for me on the cross, not just forgiveness from sin, but freedom and victory over sin. See, Forgiveness from the penalty, true, but also freedom over the power, too. Check this out, kids. This is amazing. Here's the story. Deborah and her commander-in-chief, a guy by the name of Barak, were going to battle against Jabin, the king of Canaan. Jabin, the Canaanite king, had a general that was leading his troops in the battle. Jabin's general's name was Sisera. Sisera had 900 iron chariots. The Jewish people had none. The Israelites had none. In fact, the people of Israel had not yet even entered into the Iron Age. They didn't have iron available to them.
0: Although we have just started this story, we're going to have to stop because we're out of time for today. Please be sure to join us next time as we continue looking at this story. As Pastor John said, this is a powerful story which illustrates the truth that the power of sin has been broken in our lives. We'll see you then. This teaching is also available on the Searchlight website at johncorson.com. You will also find on the website Pastor John's books and other Bible study resources. Again, the address of the website is johncorson.com The Apostle Paul said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you would like to increase your faith and hear more of the Word of God, you may wish to consider Pastor John's complete set of Through the Bible teachings. This set contains over 1,200 teachings from Genesis to Revelation in MP3 audio format. These MP3 formatted teachings can be used with most mobile phones, computers, tablets, or other mobile devices. You may order Pastor John's Through the Bible MP3 audio set from our website at johncorson.com. Searchlight is an independent ministry that is not financially supported by any church or organization. We appreciate your prayers and support. May the Lord richly bless you.